what's going on everybody welcome 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 to Demetrio Frey I've got something to say we are back with another episode it's been a little minute I'm glad to be back I'm glad to get the opportunity to talk to you all for a minute uh, since the last time we talked it's been a whole lot there's been an awful lot going on in the world and it's a lot we can talk about Um, It's a lot of things we probably won't talk about because it's getting tedious and repetitive, but we'll see how this thing goes. So I'm glad to have you all back listening. If it's your first time listening, we talk about everything under the sun here. So no matter what it is, uh, race, religion, relationships, food, technology, you name it, we talk about it here. All right. So for my returning listeners... Y'all know who y'all are. Y'all my free babies. So, y'all know how we do it. We'll be right back with more. Demetrio Frey. I've got something to say. You know, there's plenty places where I could start and I honestly don't know where to start based on the condition of the world right now a lot of it is not surprising and a lot of it is very surprising one thing that's not surprising is the racial tension that's going on And I have a lot of people saying that, you know, racism is getting worse. And honestly, it's not. Racism is not getting worse. It's just getting filmed now. Two years ago, when they thought it was okay to just lynch black people, there was no smartphones, no cameras, no nothing to capture these actions. There was no cameras and, and audio recorders or anything to capture the things that are being said back then versus the way it is now. The only thing that's happening is you got people who are now feeling like it's okay for me to go ahead and knock myself out. Let me go ahead and be racist. Let me go ahead and say what I've been holding in for 20, 30, 40 years. And some of them, it's not even that long. Some of them just been holding in for a couple of weeks, a couple of days, a couple of months. Some people who are racist, they, they were taught that. They're not naturally racist. They were taught that. Now... Four years ago, we didn't have to worry about this. Until 45 got in office and then all hell broke loose. Everybody felt comfortable with just saying what they wanted to say because their president is saying what he wants to say and everything is okay. The problem is we're not the same type of people 
who you could just say these things to like back in the day. Some people say, oh, we're not our ancestors. And some people get mad at that and some people don't. I'm one of the people, one of those who don't get mad at that because no, we're not. Now this, what I'm about to say is to my African-American listeners. These are to my black people that are listening and listen to me tight. We have got to stop giving them ammo. We have got to stop giving them fuel to continue to burn the fire, which is racism. What do I mean by that? What do you mean, Mitch? We go out here and we yell, scream, and 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 do all type of, of signs and t-shirts and masks and everything saying Black Lives Matter. But we only do that when a white cop kills an unarmed black person. That's the only time it seems that black lives matter. Again, what do you mean, Meech? Because if a black man kills another black man for absolutely no reason, nobody bats an eye. You look at your local news, one man kills another man. They're both black. Nobody says anything. Nobody goes out yelling Black Lives Matter. But once there's a white man or a white officer that kills an unarmed black person, here we are protesting, rioting, marching, rallies, all these things to them when we're the ones killing our own selves. I say this and I say it all the time. And some may get mad at me. It's okay. I really don't care. Don't talk to me personally about Black Lives Matter until Black Lives start mattering to Black people. Once we stop killing each other, then we can take that to them and have a ground to stand on. Because that's all they throw back at us. They throw back at us. Y'all kill each other. Y'all gangbang. Y'all do this. Y'all do this. Y'all shoot and kill. And they're right. They're absolutely right. We do. So there's no possible way we can expect some type of change within that portion of what's going on in the world if we can't change what's going on in our world. Something that hit home for me the other day. And for those who follow me on Facebook know what I'm talking about. And I made a post about it. There was an eight-year-old little girl in Atlanta, Georgia. To get shot and killed for absolutely no reason. From my understanding, her mother, herself, and another person in the vehicle were near the same Wendy's 
to where Ahmad Brooks, if I'm not mistaken, that's his name, Rashad Brooks, I apologize, Rashad Brooks, where he got killed in the Wendy's parking lot by an officer. Now, we'll get back to Rashad in a second. But for what I'm understanding is they pulled into a parking lot and the parking lot was illegally barricaded with two cars. And when she went to turn in the parking lot, somebody came out firing off at the car. Just started shooting. And shot and killed an eight-year-old little girl. Innocent. Now, as I read this story, I roll over to my right and my eight-year-old daughter is laying next to me. She's laying next to me. And I couldn't possibly imagine my life without my daughter. My daughter's my everything. She's my best friend. She's my heart, my heartbeat, the blood that runs in my veins, my sun, and my moon. I couldn't imagine not having my baby girl with me. I couldn't imagine my eight-year-old daughter being shot and killed for what reason? The shooter, were they white? Absolutely not. They were black. Then people want to go and say, oh, it must have been gang related. It must have been some type of retaliation. Why? You got enough of the other people killing us, but you got the balls to sit there and kill somebody else for what reason? You took an innocent child's life. That baby eight, she don't know what's going on. More than likely she wanted makeup, a couple Barbie dolls, and watch YouTube all day. That's it. She didn't do nothing to nobody. So why is we as black people robbing each other of life? The rioting that happened, you had an older black man who had a business and he had been there for years. He used his life savings to open his business and he had been in that community for years. And these fools out here destroying their own community destroyed that man's business. And he cried out, why would y'all do this to my business? I've been here for years. I'm a black man. I've been here for years. Why did y'all take away what was mine? I've been serving the community with my business. Why would you do that to me? I'm one of you. You're supposed to be fighting for my rights. You got black people out here that's not smart enough that if you're going to do something like that, take it to where it means the most. Don't destroy your own community. That's dumb. Majority of us is already living in poverty. Can't get nothing. Can't get nowhere. And the moment you go out there and destroy it, the little bit that you have left, then you have absolutely nothing. 
And it's sad to see your own people who you think would be fighting with you and fighting for you to get to a better place in life, killing you. So you mean to tell me as a black man, it's already hard enough for me to walk out my door and hope that I don't get shot and killed by anybody. So if I get pulled over, I'm scared for my life. If I walk down the street, I'm scared for my life. If I go into my own neighborhoods, the the people I know, my own community, I'm scared for my life. And every day as a black man, I worry about getting back home to see my daughter, to be there for her. So I won't be plastered all over the news as another black man that got killed by black people or white people. But now I got to worry about if my daughter makes it home to me now. This is terrible, people. This is sad. This is hurtful. This is painful. And we continue to allow people we know to do these kind of actions and stuff. When are we going to wake up and learn as black people that we need to unite together? The world is against us because the world knows who we are. They know what we're capable of. And they're scared of that. The world knows. They know who we are. They know how strong we are. How smart. How intelligent. How how creative. How powerful we really are. And they've done all they could for hundreds and hundreds of years to put us in a box to control us so we would not have room to grow to our full potential. They've been smart about it. They've come up with laws and rules and regulations to the T. But the sad part about it is we ain't even smart enough to use our brains to get past that. We done killed each other so much we done put the clan out of business for a while. For a long time you ain't hear nothing about the clan. You may hear more about it now like today. Because they got the balls to wake up and come on out. But we put them out of business for a while. We was killing each other so much. Ain't no sense of us going out here and killing no, no hanging them or nothing. They doing it. Let's sit back and enjoy. And they love the fact that we kill each other because we can actually kill each other. A black man can kill another black man. And then they take the black man that killed him and put him in jail forever. That's a two for one special. But the moment a white person kills a black one or rather a white cop kills a black man, especially unarmed, he goes free.
Is anybody else paying attention to this but me? To this day, we have made no arrest or anything for Breonna Taylor. And I'm still trying to figure out to this very moment, how the hell do you create a law named after this young lady, but you don't make not one damn arrest to who killed her? How does that work? I'm dead. I got a law named after me for this, that, and the third. But the ones that killed me, y'all ain't y'all have to say anything about them. How does that work? We still pushing for a mob robbery. We still pushing for George Floyd. Sandra Bland. Eric Garner. Castillo. So many more than that. It's ridiculous. A young man sitting in his own house, his own apartment. And a white female officer goes into his house unlawfully. And he's sitting on the couch minding his business and she pulls out her gun and shoots him in his own home. And her story is I thought this was my apartment. And somehow when you walked into your apartment somehow you were so tired from work. Oh, woe is me that you walked into your apartment building and got off on the wrong floor and walked down to the wrong apartment. Now, from what I'm told and what I heard, this young man had something on his door that set his apartment aside from everybody else. You can't confuse his door with anybody else because he had something hanging from his door, some kind of decorative something. And you make your way inside And you shoot and kill. You didn't realize when you walked in that none of this stuff in this house is yours. This is not your microwave. These are not your pictures. This is not your color scheme. What it is is that you had a relationship with this young man. And something happened. Now you're upset about it. And you went in there because you've been there multiple times. You may have even had a key to the house. And you decided to take his life for whatever reason. Well, Meech, how do you know this? Well, it shows that they had been friends in college already. They had pictures prior together hanging out. So it's not like you don't know this young man. When it comes down to Ma Aubrey, he wasn't bothering nobody. I don't care what Ma did or did not do for you to chase down anybody to kill them, to apprehend, to stop. That's not your job. You called the cops. Let the cops come and do their job. No, you took it upon yourself. 
to try to make yourself seem like something. Big bad Bigelow. And you took your gun for what? What was the point? He was unarmed. It amazes me how these cops be so scared for their lives from unarmed black people. We've seen it where unarmed black people have their hands raised up in the air. They have nothing and they still get shot and killed. And they come up with a story saying, I feared for my life. Well, wait a minute, Mr. Officer. You the one with the body camera, the bulletproof vest, the, the, the nightstick, the shotgun in the car, the pepper spray, the mace, the handcuffs, the taser. And I have nothing and you're scared of me? Wow. You're scared for your life. But we got plenty of videos out here of a young man, young white man that steals the the taser from a white cop and he's chasing him around and the white cop never pulled his gun at all. To a point where the man actually jumps in his his vehicle, in his cop car. And everything. Did he get shot and killed? Absolutely not. He was chasing the cop with his own taser and the cop was running around in circles trying to get away from him and he didn't think not one time to pull his gun and shoot this man that was literally trying to attack him but if a black man takes your taser and runs away from you You pull out your gun and you open fire multiple times. So on one hand, you got a white man that's chasing a white cop with the taser, trying to attack him. He doesn't get shot. You got a black man that's running away from a cop with a taser. He gets shot multiple times. How does that work? Then we wonder why then they wonder why we say black lives matter. And to all of those out there that keep saying, well, all lives matter, you're part of the problem too, baby. Let's just call it spade a spade. Because if all lives matter, then that would include black lives, correct? So why is it that you're not upset nor concerned with the alarming rate of black people getting killed in this country by white police officers. Shouldn't that matter to you? Because that's a black life? And you said black lives matter because all lives matter? Or is it because it doesn't consist of white lives, so therefore the safest thing for you to say is all lives matter? That sounds more like it. So you okay with black people getting eliminated? What black people have to understand is we're getting eliminated from both sides. One of those we can almost immediately 
take out of the equation. But some way, somehow, we're not smart enough to understand that. We're not smart enough to, I don't know, actually do it. See, if we could stop killing ourselves, we could actually have a solid ground to stand on to go against them when we say Black Lives Matter. But until then, it means nothing. Not to them. We're hurting children, innocent people, tearing down our own communities. We're doing everything that they want us to do. And they sit back and they laugh at it. See, when Carla Kaepernick knelt for the flag, it was all about the flag. And what do you mean, Micho? Well, I'm going to tell y'all this right after this short little break, because we're going to be right back with more Demetrio Frey. I've got something to say. Colin Kaepernick, for those that don't know, was a quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, um, I want to say back in 2016, uh, 2017, may have been the last time he actually played, and he caught major heat for kneeling during the National Anthem, and just to give you a little bit of background on certain things. Colin Kaepernick first sat on the bench when the National Anthem was going on. And Colin Kaepernick actually had a conversation with a a Green Beret of the military. And he said to Colin, I would rather you kneel to honor anyone that's fallen rather than sit. If you sit, that's more that's more offensive. But if you kneel, which is something that they have done in the military to honor fallen soldiers or anyone they want to honor in, in memory, then that's fine. So if you pay attention closely, Colin went from sitting on the bench to having that conversation to kneeling now there was a point in time in the NFL where they didn't do the national anthem to where the players had to be on the field if I'm not mistaken they did it before the players even came out the locker room so it was no big deal right now what Colin does this it's all about you're disrespecting the flag. That's all you heard. You're disrespecting the flag. And I wondered to myself the last three, four years. Is he disrespecting the flag? 
or is he disrespecting what you think the flag stands for? Now, I'm, I'm to be honest with you, it's it's kind of hard to pledge allegiance to a country that has oppressed people of color for hundreds of years. You want me to pledge allegiance to a country that enslaved my ancestors, beat them, hung them, all these things. You want me to pledge allegiance to a country that stole this land from the Native Americans. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Gotcha. Now, when you tell me it's disrespectful to the flag, is it disrespectful to this piece of cloth that waves in the wind? Or are you saying it's disrespectful to what you feel the flag stands for? Because if anybody that's smart understands that in the Constitution of the United States, and I'm paraphrasing so everybody can be on board with me, what's disrespectful to the flag and what's unconstitutional is you using the American flag other than flag purposes. So all these people you see with these flag American flag bandanas, do-rags, Bikinis, shorts, putting them on their cars as paint jobs, that's actually unconstitutional. That's actually disrespecting the flag. Now, if you tell me disrespecting the flag is disrespectful to the country when when you wear these American flag bikinis, shorts, and do-rags and bandanas, that's actually disrespecting the country if you want to get technical I don't know if you want to just let me know that's fine Colin Kaepernick's whole thing was I'm not trying to disrespect the flag but I'm not respecting the police brutality that people of color have to deal with because we're steadily getting unarmed black people killed and and brutalized for no reason and nobody's paying attention to this stuff other than black people no one else cares so he did that to honor those Sandra Blands and and, and the the Eric Garners and all, all the ones that passed at that time all the ones that got killed They're American citizens. Why can't I honor them? They got killed at the hands of the people who were supposed to protect and serve this country. So everything's about the flag. I will, you had quarterback Drew Brees on the New Orleans Saints. To I, I would never respect anyone who doesn't stand for the flag because I've had family members who've been in the military excuse me, my dog so have I, so have many black people who have, if not themselves have family members who have served in the U.S. military Air Force, Navy Marines, whatever they've done it 
And for you to sit there and say there, you're completely missing the point. It's not about the flag. It's not about this piece of cloth that waves in the wind. And if you can't understand that, then you're part of the problem. There's a lot of people out here, they're walking on eggshells because they can't be themselves. They can't be their normal, ignorant, racist selves. And especially when you're a celebrity. Oof. It's real tough for you right now. Because you can't say anything out the way. You can't be yourself. And it's upsetting people. You got a lot of white people out here who are racist saying, go back to your, go back to where you came from. Go back to your own country. Believe you me, if we could be up out of here, I'm pretty sure we would. But last time I checked, it was your ancestors that drug us over here against our will anyway we was fine where we were at we were cool minding our own business wasn't messing with nobody looking all dark and beautiful oh no 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 no! you had to come and mess all that up and now you want to tell us to go back look you don't have a receipt can't take us back we ain't going nowhere we're not even trying to say that black lives are better than any other lives. We're not saying that either. We're simply saying that our lives should matter when these type things go on in this country. We want equality. That's it. It's not hard. But again, most people don't understand. Now, I understand my listeners, you have your own opinions about things and how you think things should go and, you know, how you feel about it. Please, if you follow me, you should know you can leave a message on this podcast and I will get back with you. We'll put it on the next show. We'll talk about it. I'll hit you up, bring you on the show. It doesn't matter. I'm just here saying something because I have something to say. Because these are my opinions. This is how I feel. Which I'm entitled to. And not saying that your opinion doesn't matter. Or what you feel doesn't matter. And whether you agree or disagree. That's on you. I have a lot. Of brothers. And sisters. Who I know that is family to me. Who are white. All right, brothers and sisters who are Latino. One of my best friends, Brandon Adams, white guy. If he ever needed anything, and he knows this, all he got to do is call me, say the word. My brother Stephen Sawyer and my sister Michelle Sawyer, my bro and sister, white. I love them. Stephen has been there for me when I needed him. He's done things for me without me even asking. My sister Michelle, she, his wife, always checking up on me. Joshua Seymour, my brother from another, 
in this acting business I'm in. We down like stocking caps and waves. Yeah, I said it. I'm old school. So it's not about race when it comes down to this whole Black Lives Matter things for us. It's not about it. We just want to be equal. We want the same liberty and justice. That you said you would give in this country. But that's only been written to fit those people. And finally, uh, I just want to say to anybody listening, no matter the, the color of your skin, you got to learn to love one another. You have got to look out for one another. There's two viruses we're fighting right now. One is COVID-19. The other is racism. And the most deadly virus of the two is not COVID. Because that's a virus we've been battling for hundreds of years. So big ups to all walks of life all races and colors who have been out there rallying and protesting for Black Lives Matter and and racial equality. I thank you. I love you. And I hope it's not just a cover-up. I hope it's not just a facade. I hope that this is truly something in your heart that you want to see this world come together in peace and harmony. We got a long way to go. It may not ever happen. But we need to make a change as black people first. Then we can change the world. But until then, you know who I am. I'm Demetrio Frey. And I've had something to say. Till next time. Love y'all.